Welcome to the John Lothian News Daily Update podcast for February 26, 2024. I'm your host, John Lothian. This podcast is brought to you by John Lothian News, the home of MarketsWiki and MarketsWiki Education. Thank you for joining us. Here are the hits and takes comments from today's GLN. The full agenda of the Options Industry Conference to be held on April 30th to May 2nd, 2024 in Asheville, North Carolina has been released. You can find it with a link in today's newsletter. John Lothian News is a media sponsor of the Options Conference and will be there again to conduct video interviews. If we missed you at FIA Boca, OIC is your chance to grab an interview with us. Email me at johnlothian at johnlothian.com if you're interested in an OIC interview. A Bloomberg story in today's Ukraine invasion section reported that, quote, according to industry estimates, the global drone market is expected to reach $260 billion by 2030, growing almost tenfold from the year before Russia's full-scale invasion, unquote. As I said, lessons are being learned, and the demand for chips that run weapons like drones is more important than ever. Women Enlisted Derivatives, Wild, announced on LinkedIn that Maura Durkin is the new board president. Also, Wild announced the addition of Sheetal Nankadar, Naomi Alvarez, and Tao Tao Zing to its board of directors. Simta Gupta is the outgoing president, and both Denise Nabjan and Cindy Egan Padauer are leaving the board. The 2024 board includes Amy Norton serving as vice president, Tricia Pearl overseeing corporate memberships, Lisa Campbell as treasurer, Carrie Leonard as secretary, Jita Chakravarti leading marketing, Sheetal Nandkar heading events, Sarah McCarran and Naomi Alvarez focusing on mentorship, and the London chapter being spearheaded by Nick Dennis and Tao Tao Zing, CFA. The Foreign Exchange Professionals Association, or FXPA, celebrated its 10th anniversary by electing a new set of officers and board of directors during its annual meeting on February 20th, 2024. The newly elected leadership includes Joe Hoffman of Mesro Financial as chair, Dale Haver of State Street Global Markets as vice chair, Jeff Roberts of CME Group as treasurer, and Lauren Roseborough Watt of CalPERS as secretary. Together, they form the executive committee responsible for guiding FXPA's activities over the next year. Aditi Sinha shared on LinkedIn that she has been promoted to Senior Director of Software Engineering at CME Group. The New York Times has uncovered a new way to lose money quickly by a small soccer team in England. The title of the story is, Want to Lose a Lot of Money Fast? 
by a small soccer team in England. And the subtitle is, The country's lower leagues offer a tempting entry to ownership. But the sports economics mean even multi-millionaires can struggle to compete. Actually, the headline has been updated to something more positive. Why the cost of success in English soccer's lower leagues keeps going up. Of course, nothing compares to the pit-traded S&P 500 in 1996-97 before the CME split the denominator for losing money quickly. You cannot burn the cash as fast as you could lose it trading in that pit, which was so busy it was difficult to get orders in and out. Merricks has opened its graduate program and applications are now welcome. Merricks is offering the 2024 graduate program across sales and trading, business management, finance, and technology, though the finance program is no longer taking applications. In its second quarter of 2024, an exclusive opportunity awaits five ambitious people in sales, a personalized mentorship from... Tim Giannopoulos, the former chairman and CEO of Trading Technologies. Tim G, as he is known, is offering his expert insights on navigating and succeeding in sales within banks and multinational institutions via the professional training and coaching firm Talis. On the Galaxy Research Galaxy Brains podcast, CBOE Digital's John Palmer joined Alex Thorne to discuss bringing traditional finance market structure to crypto, what could be ported from crypto to traditional finance, and institutional participation in the space. Don't miss Alex Thorne's wrapping the intro of the podcast. Martina McPherson, head of ESG product management at SIX, the Swiss exchanges group, discusses the origins of ESG backlash with John Gillum on the Thinking Class podcast. Their conversation highlights a lack of awareness and education on ESG issues among consumers and civil society, leading to a disconnect between ESG policies and real-world impacts. John Lothian News will be publishing our more far-ranging conversation about ESG issues with Martina later this week. Listen to the Thinking Class on your favorite podcast service or YouTube. The Multi-Commodity Exchange of India Limited, MCX, India's first listed exchange, signed a Memorandum of Understanding, MOU, with Jakarta Futures Exchange, JFX, for knowledge sharing and regional development. Learn more about the MOU with a link in today's newsletter. Our most read stories from our previous edition of JLN Options were Making EU Capital Markets More Competitive from CBOE, Hong Kong Exchange to Include Currency Futures and Options in Derivative Holiday Trading from the 29th of March from Hong Kong Exchange, and The Hedge Funds That Changed the Game from the Wall Street Journal. Subscribe to the free JLN Options newsletter with the link in today's JLN. Here are more stories from the first read section of today's JLN. We have a sponsored content contribution from our friends at FTSE Russell. Russell 2000 Index Quarterly Chart Book, February 2024. 
The Russell 2000 Index provides live index tracking data with historical performance dating back to January 1984. Academic and practitioner research confirms that large cap stocks behave differently to small cap stocks and performance is variable. There are sub-periods during which Russell 1000 outperforms the Russell 2000 and vice versa. Quarterly performance assessments provide valuable data points for understanding market sentiment and U.S. economic activity. View the report with a link in today's newsletter. Here's a story from Bloomberg. The headline, Hong Kong security law may hurt news reporting, press group says. A Hong Kong journalist has raised concerns about a planned new security law, saying a broad definition of offenses could hurt journalists' ability to report in the Asian financial hub. The Hong Kong Journalists Association said the proposed legislation will have far-reaching implications for the press and called on the government to protect journalists from being held liable for normal reporting under the law. Any overly broad definition of offenses concerning sedition, state secrets, and foreign interference may, quote, irreversibly jeopardize the freedom of expression and of the press, unquote, the group said in a Saturday statement. My comment, I love said that free markets need a free press. This does not seem like it's helping. Here's a post from DRW. DRW's CMCO on thought leadership, AI, and why mentors matter. Our chief marketing and communications officer, Carolyn, shares her thoughts about how DRW tackles today's biggest challenges through market-driven solutions and a multi-stakeholder lens. Last year, DRW attended the Milken Middle East and Africa Summit. Can you tell us about the strategic goals behind that appearance? Our firm has a genuine desire to understand and contribute our expertise to addressing long-standing global challenges and opportunities. Climate change and AI are two topics that have sparked a lot of interest both inside and outside of our firm, and Milken's agenda centered on some compelling innovation in these areas. My comment. Leadership matters. DRW gets it. Here's another story, this one from the Wall Street Journal. The headline, You say Bitcoin is digital gold? Maybe it's digital pearls. Almost every previously disruptive technology has ended up being disrupted. Bitcoin could be too. In 1979, Maisie Plant, the young wife of a rich businessman, couldn't stop admiring a magnificent double strand of pearls from Cartier. The Parisian jeweler was looking for a U.S. headquarters in New York. Pierre Cartier offered to swap the necklace, priced at $1 million, for the Plant Mansion on Fifth Avenue and 52nd Street in Manhattan. Maisie's husband, Morton, promptly agreed to the trade. What happened afterward is a cautionary tale for Bitcoin advocates who believe the cryptocurrency is the equivalent of digital gold. Instead, it might end up being like digital pearls. My comment. Interesting story from history. Here are the top three stories from Friday's JLN. Our top story Friday was 
Kirsten was liberated over a year ago. Now the residents who returned are battered by Russia's advancing forces from CNN. Second was BP employee's husband pleads guilty to insider trading after overhearing deal calls from the Financial Times. Third was head of Russia's VTB bank charged in U.S. with sanctions violations from the Wall Street Journal. Here are the top three stories from the lead section of today's JLN. The first story is from Bloomberg. The headline, China objects to EU's border carbon tax backs global market. China objects to the European Union's carbon border tax because it unilaterally imposes additional costs on poor countries, according to the country's vice minister for the environment. Collaborating on a global carbon market would be a better option than the EU tax, said Zhao Yingmin. China is also considering an expansion of its domestic carbon trading system, he said. The world's biggest CO2 emitter is currently at risk of missing its 2025 climate targets after it ramped up the use of coal to boost its heavy industries in 2023, according to an analysis by the Center for Research on Energy and Clean Air. Here's another story from Bloomberg. The headline, China's quant clampdown risks damaging fragile markets for years. A sudden crackdown has sparked a frenzy as quant funds suffer losses. Chinese hedge funds were looking forward to a holiday break from the market turmoil when trouble started brewing last month. One manager had his short selling orders abruptly rejected by brokers. Another was cut off from the stock market completely. Regulators turned up on trading floors at multiple funds to monitor transactions in person. As one fund put it, three sessions of chaotic trading, quote, felt like a whole year for us, unquote. The scenes, extraordinary even by the standards of a market that has long operated under the Communist Party's shadow, played out in recent weeks in a clampdown that's rewriting the rules of computer-driven trading in China. The country's once booming quant industry has become the latest casualty of Beijing's campaign to stop a $4 trillion sell-off in stocks. While the measures have helped prop up share prices, at least temporarily, they've raised bigger questions of how far Xi Jinping's government will go to meet short-term goals at the expense of maintaining some of pretense of a free market that's attracted billions of dollars from Wall Street firms in recent years. And then finally, here's a story from the Wall Street Journal. The headline, Treasury markets are losing their shock absorber. Declining balances in reverse rebo presage a trying period in the most central market. Participation is dwindling in a Federal Reserve program that has helped the U.S. government limit its borrowing costs, a development that many investors says presages higher interest rates and larger swings in the $26 trillion Treasury market. The overnight reverse repurchase facility, known on Wall Street as Reverse Repo, enables large financial firms such as money market funds, to briefly swap extra cash for high-quality securities on the central bank's balance sheet 
and pockets of interest. The Fed program has been used heavily in recent years, at one point hitting $2.5 trillion of daily balances. But that number has shrunk steadily and recently fell below $500 billion. We're grateful for your attentive listening to the John Lothian News Daily Update. Please spread the word about our podcast among your friends. We would greatly appreciate it if you could spare a moment to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform upon which you access this podcast. Your reviews play a crucial role in introducing our content to new listeners. Also, if you haven't subscribed to the daily John Lothian newsletter email yet, you can enjoy a complimentary 90-day trial by visiting johnlothiannews.com forward slash trial. Thank you for your valued support. Have a great day and stay safe and treat people the same way you want to be treated. With respect, equality, and justice. This has been John Lothian. Goodbye. This podcast has been produced by Andrew Lothian.